Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. There is one human experience that I'm fairly confident is common to each one of us who are sitting uh, in this church today and, and joining us online, and it's the experience of desire. We could say that to be human is to desire. We mightn't uh, always be aware of it, but desire is constantly stirring within us at many different levels of our humanity. If I asked you what you are desiring now, some of you might say, look, Father Dan, I'm just really, really hungering for a Big Mac right now. I just I love a Big Mac or a, a nice cold beer, maybe it's a bit early for a cold beer. <laughs> Never for you, Jeffrey, no. <laughs> uh, oh, I just oh, I really desire a holiday at the beach. Now, that's one level of desire, perfectly Okay. Others of you, though, might talk about different level of desire. You might say, look, what I, what I really want, what I'm really desiring is connection, is intimacy, or, or, uh, or a sense of meaning and purpose in my life, a different level of desire, right? And then, of course, there are those desires that are kind of operating deep down. We're not even conscious of them, right? That, like our, our, our desire for security, for acceptance, for affirmation, the list goes on and on. In, in one sense, our desires are quite mysterious. They come and they go, don't they? they? They change over time. Sometimes our desires totally consume us and sometimes they just sort of operate in the background we don't even realise. Sometimes our desires bring out the very best in us. And sometimes they bring out the worst, right? But despite the mystery, we can be confident that desires are essentially good because God also desires. Did you know that? The, 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 the scriptures are basically the story of God's desire for relationship with humanity. And Jesus is the manifestation, the, the embodiment of that desire in the heart of God. The saints help us to recognise that our desires are actually our, our deepest desires, are a reflection of God's desires for us. Even though we, we don't always express our desires in healthy ways, do we? But, but despite that, they are fundamentally a sign of God at work in our life. God leads us forward through our deep desires. They, they serve a very important purpose, and so we need to pay attention to them, right? Now, today's readings, and especially the psalm, uh, remind us of what it is that God desires for us more than anything else. If you ever think to yourself, God, what am I here for? What, what do you want for me? Well, here's the answer today, and I'll give it to you in one word. It is to flourish, that's God's deepest desire for you, to, to flourish. Shine on the world like bright stars, St. Paul says today in our, our gospel acclamation. Jesus, uh, he made God's desire for us so clear. Remember in John's gospel, he says, I have come so that 
you might have life and have it to the full. I send you out, Jesus says, to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. God's desire for us is to flourish, to bring our very best to the world, to be like this tree that we heard of in the psalm today that keeps bearing fruit, that remains green, full of sap, even in its old age. This is an image that God gives us to try and help us to recognise his heart for us, that we would continue flourishing, bearing good fruit in season and out of season, when we're young, when we're old. Biblical wisdom assures us that the way to flourishing is also the way to true happiness, which of course is God's heart for each one of us. It seems to me that as humans, we resonate with this desire of God. God's desire is our desire. Deep down, we want to flourish. We want to. We want to grow in in kindness and care and compassion. We want to be generous. We want to bring our passion and we want to bring our unique gifting to the world. We want to make a difference with our lives. We, we want to be a model, examples of peace and of hope to others around us. But at the same time, for many of us, perhaps for most of us, these good, holy desires are in conflict. You ever notice that within yourself? Psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, there is a battle going on within us, whether we realise it or not. We battle constantly against unhelpful thoughts about ourselves and about God and about others. We battle against all kinds of fears, some rational fears, but some very irrational fears. We battle against our own sin, those attitudes and those behaviours within us that, that turn us away from God. We battle against our guilt and our shame. We battle against those deep and and sometimes hidden beliefs that we do not deserve to flourish, that we don't deserve good things. Anyone resonate? This has perhaps been the greatest ongoing struggle for me personally in my own life. There is a fight within me. On one hand, there is this deep desire to do something beautiful with my life, to to bring my gifting and my unique uh, self forward into the world, to release it into the world. But on the other hand, I'm also conscious of those thoughts and those deep beliefs that want to sabotage that, that, that want to convince me why I can't do it, why I shouldn't do it. Why I don't deserve it. Why it's not for me. Maybe for others, but not, not, not me. This has got to be one of the key battles that we face as humans, whether we realise it or not. And unfortunately, it seems to cause many people to lose heart. You know, those discouraging thoughts, they can cause us to, to give up on our deepest desires. They stop us from pursuing a truly fruitful and meaningful life. They, they cause us to, to lose the spark in our eyes. They, you know, our hearts grow cold. And, and instead, we, we kind of resign just to living um, life just, just to get by, right? 
as long as I minimise the pain. If you can resonate at all with this, then St Paul has a very important message for you today. And, and his basic message is that the victory has already been won. All of our obstacles, our failures, our, our sin, our shame, even death itself, St Paul says, has been swallowed up in the victory of Jesus on the cross. Now, the obstacles might still be there. The thoughts, the regrets, the failures, it might all still be there, the circumstances of our life. But what Paul is getting at here is that Jesus, through his, his death and resurrection, has taken the sting out of them. They don't have to have that power over us anymore. And so today he finishes by saying, never give in then. (laughs) Never admit defeat. Keep pursuing your deepest desires. Keep following what the Lord is is calling you to do with your life. Never admit defeat. What, What St Paul is especially highlighting here is that true flourishing does not depend on our circumstances changing. What really matters is the condition of our heart. Jesus uh, kind of picks up the same point today in the gospel. He says, a good man draws what is good from the storeness of goodness in his heart. A bad man draws what is bad from the store of badness in his heart. When our heart is in a good place with God, then flourishing will come regardless of the situations that we're facing, regardless of our past, regardless of what's going on in our heads. If we truly want to flourish, then we need to get our hearts right. And and Paul's point today is that only God has the power to do this, and this power is always available to us. You notice today in the psalm, the psalmist says, It's the just man who will flourish like the palm tree. The just man. Now, he doesn't mean the man that's perfect. He means the man that who is embraced God's offer of forgiveness and love. The man who is allowed God to heal and to transform his heart. That's the man who will flourish, truly flourish. You see, Flourishing always begins with allowing God into our heart, into the deepest centre of our being, allowing God to see us as we truly are. And, and most importantly, allowing God to love us. This is the most basic practice of the Christian life, something that we need to come back to time and time again. When, when was the last time that you just sat without thinking about anything, without doing anything, just allowed Jesus to love you. Nothing can be more important than that. Nothing. Here's what I believe is the great secret to true flourishing. It doesn't come from doing things perfectly. It doesn't come from all the knowledge, but the secret to true flourishing is to hear the voice of the Father deep in your heart. Once you hear that voice, you can't help but flourish. You know that voice of mercy? 
the voice that assures us that we are okay, that we are acceptable. Once you hear that voice, you, you can never see yourself the same again. That voice that is constantly reminding us, hey, hey, Dan, hey, hey, Matt, hey, Jeff, you are good. Your desires are good. You're worthy of good things and I want you to flourish. I give you permission to put your best foot forward. Yeah, I see your sin, I see your weakness, I see all the stuff that's going on in your life, but I give you permission to flourish. You know, nothing has impacted my life like hearing those words, like receiving that permission deep in my heart. It is the ultimate source for me of confidence and freedom. It is the greatest motivation for me to, to put my best foot forward, to live my best life. That voice of the Father saying, you are good and I want you to flourish. I want you. It's my desire for you. I want to make one final point. In the gospel today, Jesus says, why do you observe the splinter in your brother's eye and never notice the plank in your own? Now, we know exactly what Jesus is talking about, don't we? <laughs> that tendency to judge others is a very common human behaviour. But what I think we don't always realise is where that comes from. In most cases, I want to suggest, we, we don't judge others because we're nasty or because we're evil. We judge others because we're frustrated. And we're frustrated because we know we're not living to our potential. We're not flourishing. We're unhappy. And so to compensate, what we do is we, we start to notice the speck in other people's eye, right? We, we bring others down a little bit to help us to feel a little bit better about ourselves and the fact that we, we're not really living our best lives. The best way to stop judging others is not simply to control your thoughts and to stop doing it. <laughs> the best way is to pursue your deepest desires, is to flourish. When we start to truly flourish, we, something extraordinary happens. We, we discover a sense of rightness and peace with our life. And, and suddenly we'll notice that we, we've lost that need to compare ourselves. To, 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 to judge others, to bring others down. In fact, the opposite will start to happen. As we flourish, as we discover the, the peace and the security and the, and the happiness in all that, we, we, we'll find a desire and a freedom to want to help others to flourish. When we flourish, everyone wins. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.